Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls preview show in conjunction with the Reading Chronicle. I will now be talking to Matt Joy and we'll be looking back briefly at the festive periods because we haven't had a chat. We'll be looking at maybe some of the transfer news. I've no doubt you've seen in Red and Chronicle this week. And also briefly looking at the Luton match, which is going to be a whole mashup of a team. Who knows who's going to be playing there? Matt, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. We, we did just talk off air about how late it is to mention the festive period and did you have a good Christmas? But uh, yes, very well. It's nice to be back after a break. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be the first person in... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm just going to break the boundaries. I'm going to keep saying that until like March. And, and a very a very happy New Year from me as well. From- yeah. So let's look at those games that we obviously had. We had Luton, we had Swansea, and we had Huddersfield. A very productive period for Reading there, Matt. Yeah, three really good results. I think if you'd offered Reading fans seven points out of those three games with the injuries uh, going into the going into the Luton game on Boxing Day, I think everyone would have snatched their hand off for those points. And I think even looking back to the couple of games before that against Norwich and Brentford with the injuries, if you look and maybe said, right, seven points out of those five games, would you have taken that? I think I I personally would have done. Um, No, very, very good performances. I think they showed different aspects of of what, you know, Reading can do and the strengths of the side. Um, It was obviously great for the Huddersfield game, the first game under Paunovic's management that come from behind to get the win. So that's a good sort of monkey off the back of the, the manager and, and the players. But no, very, very impressive. I thought um, the Huddersfield game, especially the second half, I think even in the first half, Reading weren't bad at all. By any stretch of imagination, Huddersfield were just very compact and made things very, very difficult for Reading. Swansea, real backs against the wall effort. Raphael produced some absolutely incredible stops and you know what a performance it was from him. And then Luton, it was a case of got the lead and, and then sort of held firm until late on. So I think, yeah, there was this sort of three different aspects to, to what's good about this this squad at the moment, which showed quite quite well in those last three games. Yeah, totally. Um, but most importantly is the fact that Lucas Jow is now back and available oh. and came back with a massive bang in that second half of the Huddersfield match, didn't he? I mean, what a finish that was for that goal. Well, I think you, you, we're sort of running out of superlatives to describe him. I mean, he's just been absolutely fantastic this season. I think, obviously, all the talk was about that that second goal and, and rightly so it was an absolutely incredible turn and finish the, the sort of close control to spin away from a couple of challenges and then the confidence to he barely looked up it was just I know where the goal is I know where I'm going to put it and executed it fantastically but I thought the first goal was equally as impressive to show the uh you know to show the movements getting behind a great ball from Tom McIntyre showed the strength to uh to out muscle his man and then 
you know, the calmness to just stroke the ball into the bottom corner. I think both the goals were so, so impressive. They showed one, one of them showed is, you know, is how clinical he can be in front of goal, how calm he can be under pressure. And one of them just showed sort of raw power and skill on the ball. It was just a fantastic pair of goals and, and a, a rightly a deserved result in the end, because as I said, I think Reading were the better side for the majority of that game. But Reading really do look like a different beast with, with that man leading the line. Yeah, he's he's the final <coughs> final piece in the jigsaw, isn't he? He's <laughs> yes. absolutely wonderful when he's on the pitch, and it's, he scored the goals, but it's the hold up play. But the Lucas Jow love fest, we must move away from that because we can we do must, that so uh, easily. We must. We must we'll get sickening on. eventually. <laughs> yeah. So we've all now seen the news about Omar Richards this yes. week. So how do we think that situation is progressing, Matt? Is there contract talks still ongoing? We've seen the news of Bayern Munich. Near the beginning of the week, he was close to signing the contract. It's a crazy world, isn't it, football? Yes, and from from what we've been told and from what Panovic has said, Panovic said uh, in his pretty much press conference on Thursday afternoon, so yesterday, depending on when, when you're listening to this, but he said that you know both him and Tom McIntyre have been talked to, Michael and Lisa as well. You know they've expressed their desire for them to remain at the club. Um, we we were told earlier in the week that the talks were were progressing well, which is what. Panovic has, has sort of said in numerous press conferences when being, you know, when, when he's been pushed over recent weeks. Um, I spoke to, you know, a source on the following day who said that the talks perhaps weren't in the, the state, uh, you know, weren't progressing as well. So I think there is, whether there's been a, a sort of concrete offer laid on the table uh, and, you know, Omar Richards, I don't think he's turned anything down. I think, you know, the, the club are still working on putting something which suits all parties in front of him, Michael and, and, and Tom. Um, but, you know, Bayern Munich, the Bayern Munich link, I think, is genuine from, you know, from what we've heard from sources close to the play. You know, it seems like there's a lot of clubs that are interested in, in taking him uh, on board. I think there's been a lot of talk from Reading Sports about, you know, whether Reading should have tied him down earlier. Uh, and you do get the, I, I do completely understand the kind of frustration that of the, you know, the, the possibility that Reading may lose arguably one of the brightest talents we've produced in a number of years on a free. However, I, I would perhaps just say, you know, in response to that, that it, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And I think at the start of the season, before he really, I think it's been this season where he's really burst onto the scene and, and shown everyone what he can do. And I think, in if he was offered a bumper contract in in summer uh it may have been a bit more of a surprise so yeah it, it's frustrating that you know the club haven't tied it down sooner they've probably been aware of interest for a, a number of months you would have thought given how well he has and how consistently he's performed throughout the season i don't think he's had a bad game once um but yeah it, it's it as i said it is this season where he's really really just kicked on and and you know, found himself as one of the first names on the team sheet and concrete as you know, solidified his place in the team. And yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think, you know, again, as I, as I said, hindsight's a wonderful thing and he may have wanted to tie him down sooner, but I think any, I, I think if you'd offered him a contract in the summer, he would have probably, his value would have probably gone beyond that initial contract by now anyway. So it is a, it's a tough situation, certainly. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot. It's always easy with hindsight. Always. Yes. Everyone yeah. can look amazing. We could do that with the lottery numbers every single week. But mm. 
I do feel that we should have maybe protected ourselves with a contract offer. And like you just said, Matt, his value at that point at the end of last season, or they all seem combined now and all into one, mm. would have been quite low. Maybe in they, comparison, yeah. In yeah, comparison. so maybe he could have been tempted with a two-year offer, maybe. Not a yeah. four-year yeah, offer, five-year. Maybe. We don't know how it's going to work in the Omar Richards world of agents. They protect their players and they rightly mm. should. But I, I don't know. I think what it is with Redden fans is that they're seeing it with multiple players. Yeah, They're seeing it with Tom McIntyre. They're seeing it with Michael Elise. And moving on to Elise, everyone now believes that there might be a release clause there. We don't know for certain. I don't know. Um, we don't know how much it is. Mm. But the thing is, would Michael Elise agent have recommended him signing that contract at Reading two years ago or so whenever it was without that release clause Matt I, I don't know we don't know do no we? again that's a, a you know that's very much it's guesswork to suggest mm. whether um he, he would or would not have you know needed that clause in place I think in with Michael Elise his talent has been apparent ever since he came yeah. into the side definitely you now I remember looking back at last season I think it was Leeds uh, away just before the lockdown, I think it was in February of last year, he was one of the best players on the pitch. And it, at that point you thought, oh, wow, you know, Reading have got someone really, really special. Here. And again, with all these players, with himself and, and Richards in particular, in a, you, you've got to obviously also think about that they will want to do what's best for their careers. And their stock is very, very high at the moment, especially Elise's, but obviously Richards is as well. And, you know, Every Reading fan will, will hope that you know they, they will remain at the club for a long, long time. But in the you know in the modern world of football, that they, they will they've got to make the move that's right for them. And you would have hoped that Panovic, you know, he he's many times he's said that you know he, he's talked to both of them. He, they want to build a project. They want them to be at the the heart of that project for the long term. But I think it really will take some convincing. Um, you know, even the most, the people with the most sort of blue and white uh, hearts may struggle to not accept that, but, you know, it's from a Reading perspective, you you think, oh, you know, every Reading player would, you, you'd give anything to be in their shoes. But if a tantalising offer comes in front, you've got to think for them, what would be, yeah, what would be the best for their, for their own personal careers? And you'd hope that's at Reading. Panovic uh, certainly does. Whether that proves to be the case, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, obviously. Yeah, I, I'd be astonished if Michael Elise is at Reading next season, unless we get promoted. That's the only proviso I can see him being there. And even then, I could see him leaving, unfortunately. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, it's it's a testament to just how well they have performed that they're getting mm. these links. And they, they completely deserve the links. You know, I think they have been absolutely brilliant. They've been very professional, both of them. You know, you, you can't question their work rate, their professionalism, their willingness to improve, their willingness to take certain things on board from the manager. You know, they're, they're looking to improve. They Certain players you've seen at other clubs and perhaps at Reading as well in years gone by, their heads may be turned by the talk of big moves. But I, I don't see that with any Reading players, you know. I think they, they've been very, very committed to the club and and... You know, if, if the, the situation arises at the end of the year where they, they move on, you've got to just say if the you know the second half of the season is carried out in a similar vein to the first half, you've just got to say 
thanks a lot for your efforts and you know all the best i don't think there'd be any bad blood i think i i certainly would think you know they, they've given everything and you 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 hope they yeah you know, they have all the success in the future but it's a obviously an ever-changing situation these things are often more complex than they may seem in the outside and there's probably a lot that will only come out after a decision has been made you know but we'll have to wait and see i think um much like with the, the sort of potential arrivals this season uh or this transfer window i think it's going to be a case of holding tight and, and waiting to see what develops maybe by the end of the month one thing i will say about those three players mcintyre lease and riches is, is it's a real sign of the quality of the players that we're bringing out of the academy if you're bringing academy players through like that and then bringing in income, which inevitably they will at some point, I suspect, one proviso I give to us, we've got a crazy owner, a completely crazy owner. So you're never quite sure what he's going to do. But it will attract other young players to come to Reading FC because they know if they come to our team, they will get a chance in the first team and maybe move to somewhere much bigger. I know that yeah. breaks some of your hearts to hear that, but, but that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, it, I I, I yeah, sorry, yeah, I, I completely agree. And you know, it's you look at certain clubs, and previously you may have felt envious with the amount of quality that they they bring through. But you're starting to see that with Reading. You know, the improvements have gone into the training ground. Obviously, the the state of the academy as it is, there's a real core. You know, I think there's a there's a, a there's probably a belief amongst young players that okay, we'll get the chance. You know, we, as you said, that they will be given that opportunity to to shine, and and if they can. Uh, you know, take that with both hands, then the sky's the limit for a lot of them. I think Reading's a very good club for players to develop their develop their young careers. We've seen it in recent years with players like Danny Loder, obviously got a great move for him out to uh, to Porto. Um, and yeah, that, that that is definitely exciting. And as much as, you know, there is obviously, as we you know, just alluded to, concern about players like Elisa and Richards, whether they will move on, who knows this time next year, who we may be talking about, given that I, you know, there's got to be a, a real confidence that there's some some real talent in that academy, and it's a it's an exciting chance for for Reading, I think, to to sort of blend that with a, a strong core of players. I think there's a, a real, again, the, uh, Reading have been perhaps criticised in recent years for the the transfers that have been made, but I think in recent years, I, I'm I think the there's been a a move away from kind of transfers that you perhaps question a little bit most of the incomings you've got to say have been mm. good calls there's not been many duds so to speak and um i think there's a there's a more confidence in in sort of what's going on behind the scenes and that can only obviously be be good for the future yeah totally on the transfers i could name three straight off the top of my head lucas Jow, morrison and lauren yeah oh, i think scales they, cost completely yeah <laughs> i completely agree and i think especially mm. those those last two Josh, uh, Josh Lauren, I think, has been one of the best signings that Reading have made in a, a lot of, uh, you know, a number yeah. of years. I think, given it's a, he's a talent that's been plucked out of the lower divisions, and he has been absolutely incredible this year. Um, he's, you know, full credit to him. He's, I don't think I've ever rated him under sort of a, a five or a six. He's every game. It's, it's you know, he gives a hundred percent effort. He runs. It's the engine that he's got on him is remarkable. I'm tired watching him sometimes because you see him going on these lung busting runs in the ninety third minute to take the ball up the field. And you think, oh, I'd be knackered doing that in the third minute, let alone the ninety third. But Sidwell and Harper combined. I'm not saying he's got the complete ability of Sidwell, but you can see 
kind of facet yeah. in his yeah. gang. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. The Duracell battery, like Harper. <laughs> so. I completely agree, and and they, you know compliments Andy Rinomoto in that midfield mm. just just perfectly, yeah. and that that partnership has been perhaps one of the uh, it is you know talked about, and they do get a lot of love on social media, but obviously most of the love is going towards Lucas Zhao this year, which you can understand. But I think that that sort of quartet of Morrison, Moore, Rinomoto, and Laurent has been equally important for Reading, perhaps. Maybe not as well. I say equally. Obviously, Lucas Zhao's goals have been. Yeah, the, no, I think totally. Yeah, no, I think you're right. We don't, have, don't, we don't have the opportunities for Lucas Zhao, and we don't keep as many clean sheets, and we don't win as many games. Yeah, I think the thing about the team is they all have to be in one together. I don't think there's one part. You see, Lucas Zhao after mm-hmm. he scored the goals, he talked about the team repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, no, and there is that. We, I mean, we we mentioned it on the first few pods of the season that. There was a sense that okay, Panovic is, is doing. Sometimes you, you you hear players you know coming out of in, in pre-match press conferences, both Reading players and you know sometimes when you, I get to sit in on players from a you know the Reading's opponents, there is the kind of footballing cliches that you you hear that you know we're working for the manager this and that, and there, there's sometimes you do feel that they're reading off a script, but with Reading I, I do not get that sense at all. I do not get I from the from the moment that sort of unity was first really talked about and the the sort of everyone's on the same page as I remember interviewing Liam Moore quite start for quite uh, close to the start of the season and he said you know the managers completely transformed things and you could really believe it in his voice and I think that's we've seen that throughout the season okay there've been you know patches maybe injury has played a part in that where you know Reading haven't have gone on a bit of a a slope in terms of their form, but they they've bounced back from it, um, you know, and they continue to perhaps defy the odds of some pundits and some other Twitter accounts. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> XG. <laughs> uh, I, just, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> uh, well, we all have opinions, don't we? Put them out there. And they're so, more than entitled for them. Yeah, as you mentioned, our glorious leader, Mr. Panovich. Yes. Uh, you spoke to him yesterday about obviously a whole multitude of things, including COVID, the Luton match, unity transfers. But on COVID, I think he was particularly interesting and just spoke from as a human instead, just as a manager of a football club. Yeah, there was a, a really sort of, again, it, it, being a being a written journalist, you can't necessarily convey the, the tone of the manager in the way that really does do justice to what he said. But there was one bit in particular um, where he was talking about, I don't want to misquote him, but it was roughly along the lines of, there's a, there's a real worry. Not that, you know, the, the, for his family, for the players that he's in charge of, and for the sort of wider Reading community, that what you know an outbreak, either in the town or you know at the club, would would impact upon. I think there is a, a genuine kind of con- real level of concern from from Panovic about the the potential risks of COVID. They've said that in recent weeks and you know over the last sort of month or so, as the cases have sadly you know really sort of climbed that more regulations have been put in place at the training ground. Players are continually reminded of their responsibilities and, and all that sort of stuff. But there is a, yeah, Panovic, he was quite visibly and sort of audibly concerned about, you know, what the next few months or weeks or months, hopefully only weeks, you know, you, you can't tell at the moment with the, the current situation. But there was a, a genuine level of, yeah, as I said, real, 
sort of heartfelt concern for um i think his So yeah, uh, there, there is a, a concern from from Pavlovich about his his own personal situation and how the you know the the, the current outbreak and the, the increase in cases could both impact you know his own family, his own personal well being, the, the well being of the players, you know the staff and all the all the you know their families. Um, he said that you know the club have been continually reminding the players about their responsibilities and and about. Um, you know what they need to do to to ensure their own safety. There's been more measures put in place at the training ground, but there is a a real concern. I mean, at the moment as we're talking, uh, we haven't had confirmation about the testing. There was there there is going to be more testing for EFL clubs. There's been a, a, a release. Uh, sorry, the EFL have just released a statement as as we've been recording that. Um, if I just get it up in front of me. There's been a total of 112 positive cases across the AFL. We've not had confirmation as of yet whether any Reading or Luton Town players have been affected as part of that. Um, but there is a, a, a genuine level of concern that the, of the state of this um, of the state of the situation that we find ourselves in. And you know, you'd hope that the, the division and you know the competition will be able to carry on. But in the grand scheme of things, I think we'd all be understanding if you know I, I'm by no means am I an expert on the subject but if a decision has to be made to to suspend the season I think a lot of people would understand it because it's a very um, difficult situation that the, the whole country finds itself in and at the end of the day the well-being of everyone and and especially the people you know who are vulnerable and the people who are looking after those in in hospitals and you know all the, the the brilliant NHS staff and you know all everyone who's really shown you know what amazing you know what amazing people we have living across this country they've got to be put first so yeah I think there's there is concern from Panovic um but hopefully I think the football is important to keep that normality going and keep spirits high but at the end of the day it is just a game and you know well-being of of everyone is ultimately more important. No, no, I totally agree with that. As much as I love doing the podcast and all these things and watching the football on TV, if it was to stop, it's going to be the right decision. If they continue, it's the right decision. I'm not, you know, we don't understand what's actually fully going on in the world of COVID completely do it. No, precisely. Yeah. But there's pros and cons to it both ways. I can see that. Yeah, and I think that's what Panovic said. He was just sort of, he reiterated that they would be happy with with whatever the decision was. They would understand that it's being done for the the the, the well being of everyone. So I think it could be. It, hopefully, we won't get to the point that we got to in in March. But you know, it's certainly there is a, a level of concern about the the potential implications that all the you know the, the rapid increase in cases could have on both. Reading players and, and sort of players across the whole division, across you know, all of professional football. No, totally. Moving on now seems a little bit meaningless talking about a match tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no it's reality. To... It's where we are. No, I understand yeah. that. It, anyone who's listened to this and hasn't heard about a pandemic, I've got news. There's something going on. <laughs> yeah, I must be saying to you. <laughs> I'd be quite jealous if you hadn't. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, be as no, well. It's... 
I think we're going to see probably 11 changes there, Matt, aren't we, from the starting lineup that we had against Huddersfield Town? Yeah, I think I think um, we'll certainly see from from what Panovic hinted at a, a different goalkeeper in place. Um, I think there's definitely Panovic wants to give um, someone else a go between the sticks. Um, he, he did also say, you know, there's been a lot of players who perhaps haven't had the time on the pitch that they their efforts may have deserved in training. He said both young and you know more experienced players. So I, I would expect to see maybe not universal changes, but certainly. Uh, a number I would be surprised to see any less than kind of sort of six um he definitely hinted at that this could be an opportunity to give some of the maybe the fringe players and then some of the players who perhaps spent a lot of time on the bench but not quite got enough minutes to to make their mark in in a on the pitch you know for the first team they, they may be the ones that are given the chance tomorrow and I think rightly so I think it would be it'd be interesting to to see a few of the the other lads get get a chance but Certainly, I think Panovic said that, you know, he's got to weigh up the the importance of, he, he finds the FA, he said, you know, he, he respects the FA Cup and finds it important, but he said that he doesn't want it to impact upon their ambitions in the league. So it, it certainly would expect to see, um, especially the players who have perhaps come back from injuries recently, i.e. Lucas Shaw, John Swift, Omar Richards. I'd be very surprised to see any of those three start. Yeah, I'd be shocked and stunned if I saw any of those stuff. <laughs> Especially Lucas Jow. I think Reading FC, Twitter, social media would go into complete meltdown. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. I think um, the, the chaps on the admin may have a very busy notifications tab <laughs> if, uh, if that was the case. But there we go. Hopefully we'll pick up a win. It's really hard to predict the match tomorrow because essentially we have no idea who's going to be playing. But, Matt, I'm going to throw you in what you're going to say. Are we going to go through or out? Because, obviously, it will go to penalties if needed. I think Reading will progress. I know a lot about Luton Town. I'm going to go with a 2-0 one. I think there'll be a lot of players who are keen to impress and keen to make their mark. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be confident and say that the good form will continue. So, I'm going to go 2-0. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with a win as well because we love being uh, looted. I know they we they beat us in the League Cup earlier this season, but I'm going to say 2-1 and I'm going to say big Sammy Bulldog. I'm going to say he's going to get a goal. I just got that feeling. I said, uh, If we're going to go goal scorers, I think that's tougher to predict because as you said, we don't know who's going to start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, hopefully that is the case because he's been, you know, he's, he's certainly put the effort in this year. He's not had the, the reward in terms of the goals, but he's, not being shy of effort, so hopefully he can get uh, his reward for his for his efforts. Gabo show own goal. That's what I'm hoping for as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really mean it, but you know, what I mean, just the way it is with football. So, cheers! Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back tomorrow after the match with a podcast, and we'll also be doing a watch along. So, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I see us talking about Red and FC, completely biased as well, Matt. You, know, you don't have to be like what you. More can I? you ask for? What more can you ask for? <laughs> cheers! Thanks a lot. Bye.